Coming up next, we're going to talk. Is he ready to go? All right, here we go. Let's bring him up. I love this next man. He's a longtime friend. You can see weekdays on Fox Chicago as the host of the Dr. Oz Show. It is my personal physician. It is Dr. Oz. How are you, sir? How are you? I love this. I love the music, the intro music. <laughs> uh, happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. 35 years ago, best decision I ever made. I've uh, followed directions meticulously. It's paid off. I suggested, I recommend it to everybody else. 35 years of marriage. Well, I saw the picture that you posted today on Instagram, and I loved your hair, by the way. What year did you get married? 1985. 1985. Was, yeah, and I was a med school student. Lisa was in college. I met her, fell in love with her, proposed with a bottle. Remember back then, they had the, the, the uh, bottle tabs had little circles in them? Yeah. So we, were, we began to do a big fight. I was walking on a city street in Philadelphia. I picked up a little, uh, one of those tabs, and I proposed to her, and she accepted. <laughs> and Dr. I Oz. I never upgraded. <laughs> Dr. Oz, what's with the picture that you posted today? You're both not smiling. She was so mad at me when we got married because I had... As usual, nothing to do with me, but the family issues had become problematic. Of course. So she trampled my tuxedo that morning. She was. <laughs> she said that until she saw me walking down the aisle and remembered that she loved me, she was having big second thoughts. <laughs> and I was, of course, completely unaware of what was going on. Uh, you <laughs> the sun was in my eyes. Uh, you, of course, <laughs> have a Turkish family. I'm Lebanese. I have a very large family. And when I got married, it was the same thing with my wife because she's Norwegian. She's like, I'm only, I'm only going to invite, uh, we're only going to have 200 50 people at our wedding. I'm like, perfect. She said, how many do you need? I said, I need 225. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. And then, of course, you know, you can't possibly keep up with all the presents, the people who came in the conversations. And years later, you get assaulted about things that happened in your wedding that you had no idea. Right. Uh, but anyway, that say the beautiful thing about weddings, uh, it's the one covenant that we all sign with society. You know, you don't sign your birth certificate. You don't sign your death certificate. The marriage certificate makes you sort of sign up to be a part of a nucleus, right, of building something for society. So I've always treasured it, and I think as a society we should. I agree 100%. Dr. Oz, before I ask the uh, coronavirus questions, um, you posted a video the other day on Instagram about stretching your back. I wake up in pain daily. What is it as you get older? You have back pain, knee pain, hip pain, the pain daily, and we all need to stretch. Why is that? Well, those three pains you mentioned, they're all linked. It's not like your knee hurts and your back is fine. As, as your back gets sore and you begin to walk weirdly, you'll put more pressure on one knee than the other and then one hip than the other, and then it works its way up to your neck and your ankle. And so you'll actually have limitations and they cross over, right? So a, a right lower back will cause often a left knee pain. And people can't put the pieces together. They think they're falling apart. It's all the same issue. So when I get up in the morning, before I get out of bed, this is important, because you, once you get out of bed, you start carrying everything. Yeah. Before you get out of bed... Um, you can look at the video, I'll just describe it real quick. You're basically going to kiss your knees one after the other, and then you twist your leg a little bit so that you can pull your calf up towards horizontal to your face, pull it up, and then stretch out your lower back, do the same on the other side. And then it, if, you know, if you've got plantar fasciitis, stretch that. Whatever your issues are, stretch them. Take five minutes. It's the best five minutes you'll ever hear. Then when you get out of bed, you don't tear things, and all those aches and pains start getting better, and people get so jealous and mad that you feel so good. Right, and uh, you can see the video on Dr. Oz's Instagram page. All right, 4th of July week weekend is upon us. We're seeing so many states with uh, the huge spikes, especially with these young people. What is going on with the young people getting the coronavirus? 
I, look, they're, they're smart. They know they don't pay a big price by getting sick. There are very few significant issues with people under the age of 35, which is why the median age for these young people in, uh, in, in Florida, Texas, Arizona, California, who got sick is about 35. Right? That's, so young folks who've gone out to bars, they're, they're mad. They're frustrated with society. They got sloppy. They're revolting. Now, they're revolting both about masks. They don't want to be told what to do, but they're also re- literally in the streets, right? People having protests. So all these are leading to and young people getting infected. And that, that's why we're seeing a lot of cases, but we're not seeing a lot of deaths. Now, over time, eventually kids go and visit Ma, who sees Grandma, and right. then you start to get into the vulnerable populations where the ICUs fill up, which is starting to happen now, and then people who are older get infected. However... The mortality rates in America still are dropping. So if we can just for the you know just for whatever you're doing, do some of the, the some the subtle things to be kind to other humans to stomp this down, so we don't have governments threatening to shut down again. So as an example, masks they actually work, despite what the CDC said early on. All well, everything is being told to you now is true. They don't protect you as much as they protect the person you're talking to. So it's an act of kindness. Just wear the darn masks if you're in a crowd. That way you'll make sure, and if everyone does it, it probably halves the incidence of us getting COVID-19. If you have the infectivity of COVID-19, it's much more like the common cold or flu, which makes it manageable. Why um, uh, we just played a uh, some audio from a video of a woman that was in North Hollywood trying to get into a Trader Joe's, and she said, my doctor says I can't wear a mask. Is there really things like that that people can claim I can't wear a mask? I don't believe it. I mean, I can't imagine you know, some bad acne case, maybe, maybe but you know, I, you know, yeah. hypoallergenic issues, or I guess if you have asthma, that's really bad you, theoretically. But I just can't. I don't buy that. I think it's and if you need, if a doctor tells you not to wear a mask, which I've never told the patient, you yeah. ought to get a note from them so you can show it to someone. Because I think again, I think people are just mad. They're frustrated, and you know. You and I sit in our, on our butts and make money, you know, entertaining people. But if you've got to get up and go to work and you can't anymore because that job that you used to have is gone, you're angry because your destiny has been changed. You don't have money, so you're really feeling a lot of stress. And then you feel these rules that are being thrown at you when the world doesn't seem to be looking out for you. Why should you care? Right. And then you start to get angry, which is leading to all the things we're seeing. But in particular, when it comes to, you know, to preventing COVID-19 spread, you see the difference in this country in Europe, for example, where they have one-tenth. That's right, one-tenth the number of cases, even though early on they were just with us, they, they'd gotten past it. We could do the same, and we'd have one less major headache to worry about. It drives me crazy. We're talking with Dr. Raz. It, uh, Florida up 165%, almost 10,000 uh, cases in a single day. In Texas, one in 10 people have the virus. What's going on in the southern states? Well, they were in bars, they're hanging out, they're doing concerts, they're, you know, doing uh, events which they just shouldn't have been doing. And you don't, you don't feel it initially, but once it starts to spread amongst the asymptomatic young population, it's explosive because they don't know they're ill. Yeah. So they go out and they visit folks who are vulnerable. Now, again, I'm going to say, you just mentioned those numbers. We're not seeing huge mortality changes yet. And so a lot of us are curious about whether that's going to actually happen or have we gotten better at managing these people in the hospital? Uh, have, have primarily young people not had to pay much of a price? Is that going to continue? And then there's this theory that people who may have been exposed to coronaviruses that caused the common cold, the, you know, the, the, not the COVID-19, but its cousins, mm-hmm. maybe they have some type of immunologic protection. So that's why they didn't get it earlier on, and they're not getting that sick when they get it now. We just don't know. But you, why be an experiment? 
I, if I were you, I'd, I'd avoid getting this virus until we have a vaccine, because otherwise you're, you're, you're the cutting edge of getting sick. How close are we to a vaccine? By the beginning of 2021, we're already doing the trials that are showing efficacy, right. uh, which means what, does it work or not work? It'll also give us six months of safety data. So, because, you know, you don't want to give a couple hundred million people a vaccine and find out that, you know, a year later they all become XYZ disease. Right. So uh, this is a smart way of just taking a couple months down just to make sure. And then I would start giving it to the most vulnerable people, you know, folks who just cannot afford to get to COVID-19, overweight people, diabetics, hypertension. And if I were everyone there listening to this this, this broadcast, please lose some weight. It's about you know the, the most important thing you can do. You'll feel good and look better anyway. Why not just do it? But it'll also reduce the chance, we believe, of you getting a complication of COVID-19 to land you in the hospital. You've always said on my show, if you can hear my voice, Chicago, you're low in vitamin D. Would vitamin D help um, with the spread of the coronavirus or any type of supplements or vitamins? Vitamin D is the only supplement we know of that, that prevents uh, the kinds of colds, virus infections that COVID-19 creates. So we don't know about COVID-19 per se, although we know in Europe people who had low vitamin D levels got the worst complications from the COVID-19 virus. So uh, I, you know, for that reason, I would strongly recommend people take vitamin D. A thousand units a day is a pretty good dose. To, you know, these days it's warm enough in Chicago. You can get outside and actually show your chest, your back, your legs to the sun. So get a little sunlight because it's not just vitamin D that the sun gives you. Right. But I take a thousand units of vitamin D myself every single day. Anyway, and the other thing I would take is zinc. There was another big trial that came out over the weekend that showed that patients who had lower levels of vitamin, uh, rather zinc, did not do as well as people at higher levels. And zinc, you can get in foods, but just take it in the multivitamin, 15 milligrams a day, super simple. That also has been shown to shorten the duration of the common cold you get from coronaviruses. So it might cross-react and benefit you here, too. We think it does. Well, you know, and this, that's pretty safe to take, vitamin D and zinc. Have you been out to restaurants yet? No. And are you I'm not going to go to where I'll tell you why I'm not going to go because it's I have you know I get on air every day as you do yep. and I just cannot afford to get sick and I'd rather get sick when the COVID-19 is over so that I don't feel like I have to speak about this stuff every day. Right. But at, its, at, our, at our very core, it is early in the course of this illness. We just don't know all the things it's going to do. There's another, again, paper today showing that a lot of emotional issues are not just a reaction to feeling badly about people getting sick, but literally COVID-19 causes a inflammation of your brain that can lead to mood abnormalities. And, you know, we're just figuring that out now. So why, why go through that? Just stay clear. I'm, I don't want to go. I'll, I'll go out. I, I do have meals with friends. We just prepare them at home. We eat outside. Never get together with more than three or four friends at a time. Uh, and that we do when we're six feet away. And so it's easy to do and it's fun. And But I don't want to have the person next to me who I don't know hacking and coughing yeah. and inadvertently developing mm-hmm. symptoms right in the middle of the meal when 50 of his closest people uh, get infected, even if they don't know them. We got about a minute left. Give me your thoughts on uh, baseball coming back. The NFL said we may see fans this fall. What are your thoughts on fans and stands? I, I wouldn't go to a, a game, but I can understand why some people who are young and healthy and you know don't mind going through COVID nineteen might say, "Heck with it! I'll, I'll risk it." We're seeing that in the southern states. Yeah. I just think it's going to be difficult for government leadership to embrace having fans in the stands. It's too much of a risk, and it might be okay. Who knows if you seats, you know, but I've talked to different stadium owners, and they say if they had to put someone every third seat, yes, they could do it, but is it worth doing? Because they can't make money doing that, Mm -hmm. and so maybe it's just easier to take the year off and put 10 
people in seats like what they're doing in Asia. But I do think the leagues can play, which is where a lot of their revenue comes from. So let the players – I mean, if you're a 27-year-old stud and your livelihood is playing sports, I hate for you to lose a year of your three-year, four-year, seven-year career. So right. let people play – uh, and you know, put them in a little bubble so they don't infect each other and others, and do your best to test them as frequently as possible so they stay okay. Dr. Oz, you can check them out weekdays on Fox Chicago. You're the best. Thanks for coming on. Pete, take care, my friend. Stay right. well. Happy 4th.